You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. This is Mark E. Laughlin. Today's show is about the mark of the beast, the most famous prophecy perhaps in all of scripture, in all the Bible. Revelation chapter 13 previews a scene from the future that is both detailed and horrifying because it contains the strongest warning with the worst consequences found in all of scripture. That's what we're going to deal with today. Uh, my expertise, as it were, I want to try to tell you where I'm coming from. I love to know where different Bible teachers are coming from, but I'm an actor by trade. I've been performing the scriptures only, exclusively, mostly live, uh, all around the world for the last 25 years. I perform Revelation, Daniel, John's Gospel, Exodus, Ecclesiastes, uh, and the Book of Acts. And I go everywhere I can to share uh, the scripture, uh, everywhere a door opens to be able to do that. But in doing that, you become a story detective. If you're an actor, your best attribute is understanding your script, uh, having a, <clears throat> a director's perspective, as it were. And so that's where I'm coming from, uh, studying Bible prophecy for a long time, uh, meditating on these words, uh, performing them, keeping them memorized. Um, it has humbled me in a way that uh, is a little bit different from most most folks because I've I've constantly been humbled by how much I didn't see the first seven eight hundred times I looked at something. So God has the ability to to hide truth from us and to open our eyes, and it's all for His glory uh, that we can see or understand anything. So my prayer is that God will open your ears, your eyes today, so that you'll come away from this examination of this particular scene in the Bible with more. More insight and understanding so that you can avoid its dangers. That's what we're going to do. Uh, my segment uh, by episode is brought to you by Last Days Overcomers. LastDaysOvercomers.org is where you can go to get more broadcasts like this. Um, join us. We are Last Days Overcomers. Uh, the purpose of our group is to uh, encourage and prepare the church for the last days, which we believe scripture indicates that we are, are indeed in. So, and that's what I'm doing with this episode. We're going to look at this scene that was predicted almost 2000 years ago by John, the apostle John, while he was exiled on the island of Patmos, he saw a picture of the future as God gave him the book of Revelation, and he he wrote it down under the control of the Holy Spirit. Uh, a picture of the future, a high-tech picture, something that as he was looking at it, you wonder whether he could have even imagined how this might work. Um, and the, the scene is from Revelation chapter 13, and I'm going to read it for you now. It says, then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. This is after John sees the first beast or the, the Antichrist rising up and gives us a brief, a brief synopsis of his uh, career. He sees another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. In other words, it had a, 
the horn is a person who appears on the scene under a religious guise uh, because he looks like a lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. So we know that it's the dragon or our enemy, the evil one who is behind this entity. Um, this beast exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence. So it, he literally is the right-hand man of the Antichrist. And he makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast or worship the Antichrist whose mortal wound was healed. The Antichrist dies, comes back to life again. And this religious figure uh, steps in and uh, becomes his right-hand man. He performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. So this is a religious figure that does some pretty amazing things. And because of those amazing things, he is hired by the Antichrist. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, the Antichrist, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. There it is again. The, the Antichrist gets wounded uh, and dies, but comes back to life. And that's why everybody says, who can make war against the beast, the Antichrist? And this false prophet we believe some sort of religious figure, false prophet figure, is going to be hired by the Antichrist to do his dirty work, basically. And part of his dirty work is uh, encouraging people to set up an image for the Antichrist that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was uh, the the false prophet is given power to make to give breath to the image of the beast. So he literally orders people to make an image of the beast, of the Antichrist, and he's given power to give breath to the image, to make that image come alive. So we don't know how that might happen, whether it's going to be a spiritual, a demonic power, or whether it's going to be a technical uh, advancement, uh, an AI power, we don't know. Um, and then the beast, um, it, no, it also, or uh, the false prophet also causes all who uh, would not worship the image of this beast to be slain. So if you don't worship the image that, that he has set up, that is an image of the Antichrist, you're going to be killed. And it, and it says in verse 16, the famous verse, and it also causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. And then it says, this calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Now, before we get into what the 666 is, we really want to focus on um, this mark and what it is. And before we get into that, we really want to focus on, on the consequences. Uh, what are the consequences of taking this mark? Uh, we know the, the price is going to be high. It's kind of like the point of a poker game where all your chips, you got to push all your chips in. Um, if you're, you, you've got to literally commit 100% to taking this mark. 
uh, or 100% to following God. There's no, you're at the fork in the road moment. And you're going to see that later on in Revelation, it talks about the fate of those who take the mark versus the fate of those who do not. And it is very emphatic. I, I have a, um, two kids in college right now. And uh, we had a, a, a prayer meeting this morning over the phone. And uh, one of them was concerned because somebody was wanted her to help on their script about the end times. And when she started to read it, she realized that in their script, they they have the, the, the mark of the beast is something that you can take and be forgiven for, and Jesus won't mind it. And so she was troubled by that because, as, as she knows, because he, she hears her father quoting Revelation all the time, there are no exceptions to taking the mark of the beast. It is, um, I believe it's what Jesus spoke about when he said, the only unforgivable sin is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I believe that this mark is going to be more than buying and selling. It's going to be Satan's offer or copy of what God offers us, which is eternal life. And there are some verses in Revelation that would indicate that this is what the people who took the mark thought they were getting. Uh, they thought they could be like the beast if they took the mark. And the beast, uh, they're marveling at the beast because he came back from, from the dead. He claims to be somebody from the past and he gets killed and comes back from the dead and proves that he can't be killed. Uh, so people want this and people who take the mark, as you'll see uh, later on or in the book of Revelation, some of them can't die or they can't, all of them can't die for five months while they're being tortured. So um, that's a, a side effect of taking this particular mark. So there's more in it than just buying or selling uh, at stake when you're taking the mark. Uh, so, and it's always accompanied with the worship of the beast. So you don't have to worry about accidentally taking it uh, because you are required to take it and worship the beast. So that's the mark you're looking for. And remember, it's a mark issued or, or put forth or promoted by this false prophet character who's going to do some amazing miraculous signs and get hired as the right-hand man of the Antichrist. So both of them will be easily identifiable and you will know um, that this is a big, bad no-no. Now, what could be in the mark? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, what could be in the mark? Uh, we have uh, nanotechnology we know now that can be uh, placed uh, just under your skin. Uh, small little robots that go in and do, com do complete surgeries now. Um, they attack certain cells or organisms and do things. They can clean uh, uh, clean your arteries for you. They can do uh, liver surgery. They can do all kinds of things. That's just the nanotechnology side. We also have the, uh, the RNA-based uh, vaccinations. Uh, anything that alters your DNA um, is something that could change you, convert you into... Uh, something that is unredeemable, perhaps make you not made in God's image, change enough of your DNA that you would be literally a beast and not 
a man or a woman. So that is a, a that that's scary stuff. But th- like I say, there is more to the mark. There's more mojo in it because of the results of what it produces. The fruit of taking it uh, clearly shows that. So um, what I want to really focus on is I want to focus on um, making sure that we don't think in any way that it's possible to take the mark and be forgiven. Uh, one of the things that really struck me about this, um, the mark of the beast, is I'm performing Revelation. I've, I've probably performed Revelation seven to 800 times over the past 25 years. Um, I'll be doing it uh, next month. I don't want to put out any dates because I don't know when you're you're hearing this, but I probably present Revelation at least once a month somewhere. But as I'm doing that every time, I'm always I always marvel at the fact that there are no exceptions for people who take this mark. Um, there's nobody in a coma that their parents said, well, he's six years old, he's in a coma, let's give him the mark, and then he's innocent. Um, they everyone suffers the same fate that gets this mark. So God's sovereignty is totally in play. He knows who's going to take it. There, there are no, um, somebody gave me the mark against my will and, oh, okay, well, we'll let you into heaven. No, it, there is a destination and results that happen specifically to people who take this mark that are ir, uh, they're irreversible. Um, and that's why I believe it's linked to, to what Jesus called the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The only thing, the only sin that won't be forgiven. And so that sale of um, the enemy's deceit is that he is trying to deceive us like he deceived Eve. He told Eve, if you eat this apple, you will be like God. And that was a huge benefit for Eve. The knowledge that she was going to get, the power she was going to get, and um, the ability she was going to get to, to maybe live forever. She thought she would eat it and live forever. The The enemy told her the exact opposite. And the, 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 uh, the, uh, the irony of it is, is that we're going to be pitched that same lie. Eat this, you'll be godlike. Eat this, you'll be like the beast. Eat this, you will know all of these things. So right now you've got Elon Musk working on a connection, uh, a brain to the internet connection right now. Uh, That's a big deal. It's coming up. We never imagined, even in all of our sci-fi movies, that um, some of the things that the mark could entail um, and that the worship of this statue that comes alive, it could be an AI, artificial intelligence, that um, uh, several companies are working on building huge, uh, powerful artificial intelligence. It could be plugged into that. Who knows? Now we can picture um, or we have ideas on what could be behind the mark and how devastating uh a change you could make on humanity uh, and an irreversible change too. It could be the surrender of your will to uh, artificial intelligence. Could be even that. But at any rate, I want to emphasize for everyone that there there aren't any exceptions. Um, everyone who takes the mark of the beast winds up uh, thrown into the lake of fire. 
Uh, there aren't any exceptions. And everyone who doesn't take the mark of the beast, we see them in pictures. Revelation chapter 16, we see uh, 15. We see a group of people that did not take the mark of the beast or worship his image. They are in heaven, clothed in white robes, and they are singing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb, or the song of Jesus. And they're praising God, and they did not worship the beast or his image. And we see another group that are that get seated on thrones when Jesus comes and they get to rule and reign with him and they are dressed in white and they did not take the beast the mark of the beast or his image uh, or the number of his name. And we're told several times in Revelation to be patient, faithful and endure and not take this mark. And uh, Jesus actually condemns those who uh quote unquote, take the mark and are eating and drinking with the drunkards. So the idea is that in order to be able to be eating and drinking with the drunkards and not staying with the faithful servants of God, that servant had to have taken the mark to be able to buy and sell and do that. And they chose to do that rather than to be patient and faithful and endure with the real believers. So that's our point in all of this. Why this scene of the future, um, because of all things in scripture, nothing has more, a more stern warning more is more permanent and has more on the line than this particular decision, not taking the mark of the beast, uh, at least for those who are of us who are alive. It's, it's emphasized heavily and it's a huge mistake. And we, we pray daily. We won't make that uh, a compromise. And I pray that you won't either, uh, that you will be able to, uh, Jesus told us we need to pray so that we'll be able to stand those days as they come upon us. So that's something, this is something, this scene is, uh, in, in a lot of detail in scripture here in revelation. Um, so it, I think it's unmistakable, but still people, uh, think, Hey, uh, I'll be an exception. I'll take the mark of the beast and God will forgive me for it. And I'm here to tell you that is absolutely exactly what the devil wants you to believe. And so don't believe it and don't even go there. Don't even think about it. Be patient, be faithful and endure. Hey, well, as I said, our, um, our sponsor is lastdaysovercomers.org. Uh, you can go to our website and get additional episodes of this and be plugged into our ministry. Perhaps you have a gift or a talent, or you really want to support the effort to wake up the church uh, in the end times. That's what our ministry is really all about. We're here to try to wake up the church and get them prepared for the days ahead and the challenges. So we want to teach them what Jesus taught us about uh, being ready and uh, what plays we should be running because we're in the end times, how to uh, be a, a wise and faithful servant like Joseph in the end times and be prepared to feed and clothe people and visit them while they're being persecuted. We need to be able to love our brothers, particularly as we see things getting more and more difficult. That is the Lord's will for all of us. And he has called each one of us to this particular time to be able to even look at this prophecy 2,000 years later and realize, oh my goodness, there are people working, there are companies putting money behind 
uh, making this scene happen. In other words, it's an inevitability that we will be in a cashless society and buying and selling will be completely controlled. Uh, as a matter of fact, with Bitcoin now, they can turn your money on or, or your money off. They can turn your money on so that you can buy certain things and <clears throat> turn it off so you can't. So the the control of that is much more detailed and comprehensive than we could ever have imagined in the past. So now that we're seeing something like that, the amazingness with which all of the scriptures that talked about Jesus returning, the how amazing it is that they're all starting to materialize in front of our generation, we have a duty to warn those around us. My name is Mark He Laughlin. I look forward to you listening to more of our episodes. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 